Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the yard patio furniture. We'll talk to Jim in just seconds. Danny Long here from my friends Lee and Pam at their beautiful store for nature lovers. It's called Cardinal Corner. Pam and Lee say bird migration has begun. Doesn't matter where you live. All you need to attract birds is water, food, and a place to nest. Cardinal Corner's bird houses for things like chickadees or nuthatches, house wrens, bluebirds, purple martins, and wood ducks, too. Many birds, they say, like cardinals and doves and goldfinches, don't nest in houses. So be sure to provide good, clean feeders for them. Cardinal Corner, by the way, has prepackaged nesting materials, attractive reusable holders, which make a pretty great, unique gift. And, of course, birdhouses, feeders, freshest bird seed in town. And get that monthly newsletter. All it takes is to subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. All kinds of tips and stories. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. You can call them, 651-455-6556, or visit them online at cardinalcorner.com. You can find that Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning, Jim Gilbert. Happy Earth Day. Yes, isn't that something? Earth Day. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a little bit. But we've got, I heard, 37 degrees yep. at the International Airport in the Twin Cities. Uh, 35 degrees out here in, in Waconia, on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about uh, 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. We've got clear skies and it's calm. And lots and lots of bird music out there. I've been listening to downy woodpeckers drumming, uh, male morning doves cooing, uh, a male ringneck pheasant was doing his, his double squawk out here, and Canada geese flying overhead and honking, and American robins singing. Well, the list goes on and on. We've got a whole orchestra, or a spring orchestra. It's wonderful. Um, there's still up to 27 to 28 inches of ice on the south side of Lake Waconia, uh, but the ice has begun deteriorating, so um, people need to know that and be careful. On the north end of Lake Waconia, um, there's some open water next to the shore and about 21 inches of ice. Our neighbors, uh, Dave Phillip and son David and Dave Strobeck and daughter Lynn, drilled and sawed about a five-by-five-foot hole through the 21 inches of ice yesterday. It was out quite a ways. And then they proceeded to jump in one at a time and do what we call an ice water plunge (laughs) to welcome in spring, I guess. But the sun rose this morning at 6.17, sets at 8.07, So it gives us, in the Twin Cities in the area, 13 hours and 50 minutes of daylight. And, Denny, 
that's the same amount of daylight that we'll, we'll, we will experience on August 20th. How about that? So that's why the sun is so powerful. When you, when you stand out in the sun, when you're out of the, any wind there might be, it feels really warm. So we're gaining a bit less than three minutes of daylight each day, and we've gained 19 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And as of today, five hours and three minutes is a total daylight gain since December 21st, the winter solstice. We still have an hour and 46 minutes of daylight to gain by June 21st, and our first, that's our first astronomical day of summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. And, and also, this is such a, kind of a, a sobering statistic, I guess. The normal high for day is 61, normal low is 40. Well, we had, we had, we hit 60 yesterday for the first time this year, but we still didn't get above the normal high and low. So, we haven't made it yet, but today, I'm, I'm I think we will today. Anyway, records for today, April 22nd in the Twin Cities, 90. 90 for the high. Wow. That 38 years ago, 1980. The low record was set 144 years ago, 1874, and that's 23. The most snow that's ever fallen on the Twin Cities this date 55 years ago, 1963, 5.4 inches of snow fell. We have the last quarter moon that set this morning at 2.19. I think Denny was still sleeping. Uh, Yes, just a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a little longer. Okay. (laughs) And rises again just about noon today. And then we'll set again at 3.06 tomorrow morning. Our next full moon is next week. A week from today, April 29th. Yes, and as you mentioned, today is Earth Day. It's been 48 years since the first Earth Day, April 22nd, 1970. I remember it well. I was teaching at Hopkins and uh, West Junior High, and we were doing all kinds of activities with kids, including cleaning up Minnehaha Creek. We got truckloads of, of trash out of there. But this day was set aside to think about creating lifestyles to reduce the waste and destruction of our environment. Probably the main message many of us heard that day was that human life can continue on Earth only if people cooperate with nature. Now, during the last 48 years, strides have been made in cleaning up our air and water, of course, recycling, protecting natural ecosystems, hazardous waste, materials awareness, and the list goes on. But we have a long way to go if we live in a sustainable way in harmony with the natural world. And, of course, there are a long list of things to do and things not to do when it comes to being good stewards of the earth. But maybe the best thing we could do is to take pleasure in the true beauty of the earth's ecosystem, such as tall grass, prairie, or deciduous, coniferous forests, lakes and rivers, and its creatures, and take time to learn about some of these plants and animals that share the earth with us because it's just about impossible to destroy something you understand and love. A year ago, on April 22nd, that would be 2017, we had a high of 69 in the Twin Cities. Magnolia trees and shrubs were loaded with large white flowers, and a few, of course, had pink flowers. PJM rhododendrons, daffodils, hyacinths, some early tulips, 
apricot trees, plum trees, these were all in bloom. People were mowing their lawns. <laughs> so this is comparing one year with another. Uh, there were woodland wildflowers out in southern Minnesota, like Dutch and breeches and white trout lily. A year ago in southern western Minnesota, uh, gardeners were pulling rhubarb and making sauce and pies, and many farmers were preparing soil and planting barley, oats, spring wheat, sugar beets, and corn. We can only dream now about that, but that it just shows the difference from one year to the next. And another thing, in northern Minnesota, common loons that returned to the lakes were, which were, and the lakes were all ice free by this time. So just think, all Minnesota lakes were ice free at this time a year ago, and Lake Vermilion and Lake Cabotogama, you know, both in the far north near the Canadian border, had been ice free for a week already. So now, I have a report from our first Minnesota ice out. Uh, first Minnesota ice out date, uh, Pete Belay from Minnesota, the Minnesota State Climatology Office called to tell me that this past Friday, April 20th, was the ice out for Lake Pepin. And that's, of course, in Goodhue and Wabashaw counties and along uh, Lake City and, and then towns like Stockholm and Maiden Rock on the Wisconsin side. Of course, this is a special case because, you know, it's it's a widening of the Mississippi River there is a current, and of course there have been um, tugs and, and and their toes through there. But anyway, we have our first ice out date, April twentieth this year. Speaking of yes. ice on Lake Challenge, we just got a text from uh, Prairie Lake at Chatek, Wisconsin. I don't think I'd be doing this. A texter says we saw a car on our lake yesterday. Oh, no. I'm not sure how the depth. Well, of it. you know what. I just talked to the people at the Intown Marina here on the south side of the lake, and they drilling a lot of holes, getting ready for, to put their dock system in and so on. Mm-hmm. They said the ice is deteriorating. Oh, I so bet. You don't want to be driving on lakes. No, not Thank at you all. for bringing that up. You bet. Wow. Um, yesterday um, in the Twin Cities, an area we experienced the first 60 degree of the year, and International Falls recorded 61. So we had temperatures between 50 and 60, yesterday throughout the state. And uh, I ended up hearing the first chorus frogs calling in our neighborhood, these first ones I had heard, and they, they sound like metallic clickers, so that, that was a good thing. Also yesterday, David Coulter from Henderson observed a morning cloak butterfly on the wing, and Tom Bovers from Faribault saw four different comma butterflies sunning themselves on a Riverbend Nature Center trail. Now, the morning cloak and the comma are two of nine species of butterflies. We have 172 types of butterflies in Minnesota. But there are nine types that overwinter in the adult stage. And so, and, and they're like behind loose bark and hollow logs and trees and maybe unheated outbuildings and so on. But they'll awaken, awaken and start to fly about when the temperature reaches 50 degrees. And they like to get out and sun themselves, stretch their wings out. And, and if they're hungry, they want some food, they can get some sweet sap from drips from broken twigs of maples and birches and sometimes some of the other trees. Do we have time for a little more sure, here? Sure, yes, of course. Okay. From Journey North, we have a report that as of April 20th, the leading edge of the migrating ruby-throated hummingbirds heading north appear to be 
central Missouri, and into Illinois. So they're going to be here soon. Um, due to a cold spring, the leading edge of the monarch butterfly migration is in northern Oklahoma uh, in the central flyway. But monarch butterflies traveling in the Atlantic states have advanced dramatically. This past week, the leading edge jumped 300 miles from central North Carolina to southern New Jersey. So these monarchs are coming back, too. Tom Bovers reports that this past Friday he saw his first year painted turtle up on a log sunning itself in a pond at Riverbend Nature Center there in Faribault, where he lives. Western chorus frogs were also calling. Common loon watching has been good the past few days. Tom has seen a total of about 15, five in one group, on the Cannon River, which uh, goes into Wells Lake and produces some open areas. Yesterday, Tom Bovers observed his first year field sparrow and chipping sparrow and heard his first year wood frog calling and in the evening heard American woodcocks drumming. Keith Carlson yesterday observed, uh, and this is above St. Anthony Falls on the Mississippi River, lots of buffalo heads plus common golden eyes and northern shoveler ducks, a pair of, of red-necked grebes, and several common loons. There they are, right in the Mississippi River, right in the Twin Cities. Also, yesterday, Julie Brophy, in her Victoria yard, spotted her first-of-the-year tree swallows, and she said, fewer dark-eyed juncos at the feeding station. Orland Schneewind, who lives in rural young America, reports the first purple martins arrived from Brazil this past Friday, the 20th. And that's the latest date in the 18 years he's had his Purple Martin colony going. Do we have time for a maple syrup update? I think we do. Okay. David and Diana Herring, who have a sugar bush on their farm near Waterville, and Don and Mary Summers from Summer Skogan Sugar Bush in Minnetrista, and Clark Maximus and his family from East Bay Sugar Bush located near the northeast side of Lake Waconia. All three of these maple syrup operations report very good to excellent maple sap runs this past Tuesday through Friday, with Thursday, April 19th, being the best run of the whole season. And um, and on that day, they were all collecting a gallon or more of sap per tap, which mm. is incredible. Wow. Overall, this has ended up being a late, and quite a long maple syruping season, but a very good one with real quality syrup. I remember people asking, it was about a week or so ago, Jim, about the uh, the run. Was it a good year or a bad year? Well, you've just explained all that. Yeah, it was a longer a season, good, but a, long a good season, one. Long season, good year. You know, some setbacks because of storms and yeah. cold weather, and you know, but no, it's good. Well, I tell you, speaking of good, one next Saturday, it's going to oh. be By the Yard's annual open house how about that? Yeah, they call it the tent sale. The tent sale, they've got that. They're 10% off. And Jim and I still uh, are amazed at this $25 shipping anywhere in the 48, lower 48. Discounted yeah. planters for you gardeners. Uh, they've got a record amount of things under the tent that Jim was hinting at. And, of course, what would an open house be without 
the best hot dogs in the whole world <laughs> come from Picarna's Meat Market there in uh, Jordan. I, I know you tasted them in years past. <laughs> yes, more than one. As and you're remembering them. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's going to be, again, uh, this coming Saturday at By the Air. Just a quick drive, Jim, and I always mention what a quick drive it is down to uh, Jordan, Minnesota, yeah. to uh, 169. Just past the Chaska exit. Just go a few more miles and look over to the left, and you'll see it. you got some pictures you can see, too, that uh, that go back 20, 23 years they've been around. It's family-run business. It's this patio furniture you never have to store. Talk about Earth Day. They make it out of recycled plastic milk jugs and water jugs, and it's very substantial furniture. Jim and I keep reminding you of that. But, uh, in fact, Jim, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take Sandy and Tony down there on Saturday to do a little shopping, I think. And, yeah, uh, uh, just, and, just what you need, some more. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and maybe try a hot dog. But that's yeah. uh, this coming uh, uh, Saturday there. I want to give you a, a phone number and a website. A lot of folks after Jim's show uh, call that and get that uh, free catalog. Here is the uh, website, buytheyard.net, or call them. Uh, leave your um, uh, address. They'll ship you that free catalog, 952-492-2777, or buy the yard. Dot net. See you Saturday at uh, By the Yard, that beautiful showroom there. Oh, it is. It is. I've been there many times. love walking through and looking. What else do you have today, Jim? Well, um, Marlene and Ray Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, have some first. Uh, they they saw the first great egret on the 19th. On the 20th, there's a rookery uh, just within the city limits of Northfield, and they saw 12 Great blue heron standing on the nest in in the in the in this heron rookery, and their honeybees are doing fine. They just put them in the hive, you know, a little over a week ago, and they're already bringing in pollen from the blooming sugar maple trees, and they're already building wax combs in the hives. They got ten hives, and yesterday they noticed the first little brown bats had come back to the back bat house. Where those bats went, they don't know, but they were hibernating someplace, and now they're back. And they said black-capped chickies are building nests. Um, one has already fil- finished the nest. The other one's the, in the midst of, of building it and saw the first yellow-rumped warbler. In fact, that was way last Sunday. Uh, Tom Bovers, let's see, we did, oh, God, I got so many of these things, I don't even know where to start. But um, we'll go with Jim Hovder from Little Rock Lake in Benton County near Rice saw his first year chipmunk out and about April 20th, and the ice cover on the lake is down to 24 inches from 30 inches on April 10th. Uh, Ray, or excuse me, Paul Grusing, who lives on the shore of North Silver Lake, south of Fairmont, about 16 inches of ice on the lake, so that's going down too. He saw his first of the year 13 line ground squirrel. Um, this past Thursday, the 19th, and it came up through about a foot of snow. This thing had been burrowed underneath the ground in true hibernation since last October, and here it came out after the snow. Uh, Purple Martin returned to a friend's uh, colony yesterday in, in Fairmont. Mary Brislance from Lutzen along the north shore of Lake Superior reports that still lots of snow in Lutzen Mountain Ski Area, and good for skiing on the weekends. Uh, she said that each morning, close to 6.30, a pileated woodpecker comes and drums so loud it wakes her up. Flying squirrels and, and a bobcat continue to come to her feeding station. 
Russ and Sandy Ripperger, who live on the edge of Bass Creek in Brooklyn Park, have 45 wood duck nesting boxes. The creek is now 100% open. they got 75 to 80 wood ducks going in and out of the houses, and egg laying has begun. In Art and Barb Straub from the sewer, two young bald eagles in a nearby nest still being fed by their parents after that storm last weekend. That's good news. Terry and Catherine Frazee from Green Lake at Spicer, still 29 inches of ice in the lake, but it's deteriorating. Don't drive out there. The governor's opener is there on May 12th, and there's a lot of ice to melt, but Canada geese, ducks are in a small open area, and that will help to open that lake up. All right. Well, you finished big here. We were just at the end of the show, and uh, we hope you come back next week, right? I look forward to it. You have a good week. You too. Thank you, Jim. Bye now. Jim Gilbert back with more Nature Notes next Sunday morning. Here on 830 WCCO, we'll have a look at that forecast coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.